TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to another edition of 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am here with the prince, not the king, but the prince of kombucha. He's the fabulous co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He's Dr. Damien Christoph. Ah, oh, Marcus. Dr. Damien Kombucha. I'm great. How are you, pal? Good, mate. Great. Kombucha. Now, you know who the deal is, Do you enjoy kombucha? Do you enjoy it? Love it. I do love it. Hillary King Sullivan, the beautiful Hillary, yep. sent me a SCOBY and many other <laughs> wellness breakthrough participants after the wellness breakthrough. Yes. She was sending SCOBYs and kefir grains and all kinds of wonderful things to anyone that wanted to get into the fermentation game. Wow. And um, my Sarah uh, loves doing kefir. Although, no, actually, I don't say she loves doing kefir. She just does kefir because we had it and, and we wanted to have some more fermented goods in our diet. We love our sauerkraut. But you know what, Damo? There is no greater king of kombucha in the world than the Wellness Couches, and I'm so happy to now say the Wellness Couches' very own, Kale Brock, and the host of the Kale Brock Show and founder of kalebrock.com joins us. Kale Brock, you legend. Welcome to 100 Not Out. (laughs) How are you, boys? Kale, I'm great. I'm great. Kale, I love your name. Isn't it the best? It is. Me too. Is it real? No, it's real. It's on the birth certificate and everything. No, wow. it's true. Yeah, and it's Brock as well, so it's like almost broccoli. I get that pointed out a lot as well. Yeah, well, that was the first thing that struck me by your name. Yeah, um, was that I, it was two of my favorite vegetables, and yeah. um, and so you know straight away you were elevated on my ladder. And so, <laughs> Did you taste growing up, like were you greeny or green dog or green head or vegetable or veggie head? Didn't head. even know. Didn't even know no. it was a cabbage until I was probably thirteen or fourteen. <laughs> None of your schoolmates did either because they were having hot dogs and party pies and they had no idea what kale or broccoli was. <laughs> yeah, no I, one oh, knew. I heard of kale when I was ten years of age. <laughs> didn't realise it when he was a little sprout. No. <laughs> <laughs> dad jokes. Hashtag dad jokes. I love it. Love it. Now, Kale, this has, it's just wonderful, again, to have you on the couch because this is a topic that just doesn't get talked about enough, all things fermentation. The, the obvious question is, Kale, how, how did you become the king of kombucha and how did you get into fermentation? Where did all of this start off? Yeah. Oh, it was just one of those things. When I was um, 16, I was diagnosed with a heart condition called SVT, supraventricular tachycardia which is uh, a technical way of saying that my heart was a little bit sort of um, uh, out of rhythm. It was stuffed up electrically and I would experience these arrhythmias and I would almost faint. Um, and, you know, often I was surfing when this stuff would happen. Not not such a good thing. Mm-hmm. So I um, went to the doctor, you know, nothing to do with diet. You have to do this ablation where we go into you and burn away a piece of the heart and, you know, all this stuff. But yeah. long story short, went down the other route Um you know, went under a mentor and got taught a few things and within six months reversed the condition. So that was sort of the start of it. And then, you know, fermented foods was just one of those things. I I was think I was reading perhaps something to do with 
Donna Gates. And um, I heard like the term cultured vegetables. I was like, hang on, what is that? That sounds really, really cool. And um, from there, just got into it, just read a bunch of books and sort of spoke with local people who had been doing it for, you know, years. We've all got those older people who come up to you and they're like, I've done that for 30 years. So, you know, yeah, I've just um, got into it through that and just found that it's a really sort of economical and powerful way to bring some health into your life and sort of reawaken our ancestral sort of diets. I think that's probably the most powerful thing. It's pretty cool. It has over the last few years, probably since paleo and primal with Mark Sisson has kind of taken off and then with Lauren Cadane and and all those guys kind of talking about a more primal sort of lifestyle, fermentation's got trendy again. And I think probably through the 80s, we were doing lots of sprouting and, you know, people were growing scobies and uh, and getting kombucha and all that sort of thing. And so it was kind of cool back then. Um, but I don't know really truly if many people actually understand all of the benefits of eating fermented food. What, what would be some of the benefits? Oh, there's so many. Um, I think, honestly, when, when it comes down to it, you can look at all the scientific stuff coming out now because there's a big interest in the microbiome now. Yeah. But I think... Can you explain what comes, that is, Kyle? The microbiome, sorry, is um, your bacterial fingerprint. It, that, that's what it, it encompasses the bacteria that make up your body. Okay, and they actually outnumber your own cells 10 to 1. We hear that a lot lately. Um, But I think generally that they decrease inflammation to a large extent and they do that through uh, providing key sort of metabolites that travel throughout the body, decreasing inflammation, and they communicate with our own cells. It's a very symbiotic relationship. Uh, They also produce a lot of neurotransmitters, so have a very um, profound effect on our emotions as well. I think those are the two big ones. Emotions, that, that is probably something people weren't uh, expecting to hear in that conversation. Do you want to expand on that a bit more? Yeah, so we actually have these things called neurotransmitters, which you know you guys will know about and a lot of people know about, and they are sort of brain chemicals. They uh, take information across the brain, um, and we need those to be able to function properly. And uh, 90% of those, or some up to 90% of those neurotransmitters are actually made in the gut. Like by your bacteria, you like serotonin, yeah, which is involved in that cas- that cascade and that very important relationship between dopamine and the other neurotransmitters. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's very important, and they also. So if you think, what happens is when you digest food and you digest fats and whatnot, that actually they actually travel through the bloodstream and cross what's called the blood brain barrier, mm-hmm. and they nourish the brain. So um, what happens is inside the uh, gut, the bacteria actually make a lot of good, important molecules like serotonin and whatnot, but also very important antioxidants and whatnot, which feed and nourish the brain as well. Um, And yeah, we can go into that a little bit if you like. Well, I'm loving this. I love this conversation (laughs) because I'm all about the gut and, you know, I talk a lot about the gut and the microbiome and, and all that sort of thing. But there's a lot of things that we do that can disrupt the microbiome, isn't there, Kyle? Yeah. um, and on a daily basis, you know, I think particularly, I mean, guys tend to, you know, celebrate eating bad food and, you know, I can, you know, I met a bloke the other day and he's a really, he's a super bloke and and he at one point used to eat or ate 23 cheeseburgers in one sitting. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, what happened to your bacteria? Like that's the first thing that I thought of, right? And, uh, but he might've thought about, you know, other things. But, you know, I think about what girls do on a daily basis because lots of girls, you know, take the pill every single day and mm. and then there's, you know, some people take Panadol or Nurofen for their daily headache that they might get later on and they, they do all that sort of thing. 
the enormous effect of that on the microbiome. Can can eating fermented food reverse some of that or protect you from some of that damage? I think we've gone down a bit of a route where there's a certain amount of um, irrevocable damage <laughs> that um, we've done. But you know, I'm not a, 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 a sour puss. Um, I think we. Um, You're can... a sour crowd. <laughs> <laughs> you like that one? You're Please, on fire, Dad. Dad jokes. Dad jokes. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, yeah, so I think that we can certainly um, look after our bodies a lot more and bring in fermented foods. I think we'll reverse a lot of damage that we inherently most people do on a daily basis or they've done in the past to their gut and the bacteria that reside in their gut. Um, bringing in those bacteria sort of not only crowd out the bad guys, but they also actually create an environment where only the good guys can prosper and grow. And um, that's pretty important. Very Darwinian, and I think, isn't it? Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> um, so I think that, yeah, it, it's kind of, it's a very good health intervention to um, include in your regime, especially when we're talking about, you know, going primal and going paleo and all that stuff, just eating real food. You know, what's your bacteria like? Because if you're eating really nice healthy food and your um, gut bacteria is compromised still and you've got leaky gut or whatever, then those healthy foods can still cause damage. Yeah. So it's something we really need to look at, I think. You talk of irreparable damage. One of the things that I, I, I was fascinated when I heard your interview on the wellness guys and you spoke about the impact of radiation on gut health. And I think of, mm. you know, I feel, and I know there are ways around it, but I'm like, we live in a very Wi-Fi, wireless, radiated world. Um, you know, we go to health retreats these days and it's like free Wi-Fi at the health retreat. And it's like, woo, you know, but it's like there are health effects to it. I know you spoke about, you know, the effect of radiation on gut health. Would you be kind enough to expand on that on 100 Night Out here for us? Yeah. So basically, I mean, if you look at, um, I just actually heard this last night from my teacher. She was saying how the head of uh, telecommunications in Japan has actually just pulled Wi-Fi out of his home uh, yeah. and because of concerns of cancer. And they're actually ro- taking it out of schools in Japan and we're over here in Australia. We're actually rolling it out and making everywhere Wi-Fi friendly, you know. Um, so Wi-Fi basically, it's a form of radiation. It's a form of electromagnetic frequency. Um, and what happens is that radiation actually kills bacteria. So that's why, for instance, when we bring in these food products into Australia, we have quarantine and stuff um, and the customs border protection guys and they irradiate foods, which means they wipe out any chance of any bacteria or little uh, bugs and whatnot being present on those foods. So this, it's the same for us. So if you sit next to your Wi-Fi, you know, me sitting on the computer chatting to you, dudes um this is all sort of having an effect on me and not it look it's not going to go away i'm not going to throw away my mac and throw away my iphone i enjoy instagram too much um <laughs> yes you do by the way i love that you do <laughs> um, no, so it, look it's not going away but we can sort of take measures to one minimize our exposure to radiation and that's you know turning off the phones at night or at least a flight mode, turning off the internet at night and just being sensible, like taking um, probiotics and fermented foods uh, to really counteract the effects of that. And there's a lot of things that damage your gut bacteria, though. It's not just radiation. You well, know, this is the thing. Stress, yeah, just, uh, all those other things. Yeah, because I know people that are like, oh, the radiation affects me so much. Oh, my phone's gone off for some reason. Yeah, the radiation <laughs> affects me so much. Um, I don't, I can't be in here with this Wi-Fi or I can't go on airplanes or whatever, but I'm like, but there's so many factors going in. So, so can we just say it's the Wi-Fi? Like I know already, um, Kale, that if I put my phone in my pocket, 
I, I won't say I get a sore leg, but I definitely feel that there's just something not quite right in that pocket. Yeah. So I often just yeah. take it out. But at the same time, what you've said is, you know, put your phone onto flight mode, which I, I love that. Um, switch the router off at night. Um, but is it, I don't want to say, is it that simple? Like, is there anything else that you feel that is like absolutely essential? Like, I know Nicole Billsma spoke about it at the Wellness Summit, you know, where possible, put your router higher up in the house, um, get things further away from you. Everything's about distance. But mm. is there anything else outside of, I suppose, those common sense things that, that we're not thinking about? Or do you think it's just a matter of make those common sense decisions, have more fermented foods, eat a healthy diet, and just continue living in today's world and stop freaking out about it? Yeah, well, I think that to a certain extent, people need to stop freaking out because if you're stressed, then you're probably Doing you know making damage. the situation worse yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think, you know, the whole stressing out about your food stuff and, you know, making sure everything's absolutely perfect, all that can have, can be damaging as well. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, but I also think we need to be serious about this to a certain extent and really um, acknowledge that we are doing damage. So, um, yeah, you've got the Wi-Fi and stuff, but, you know, a lot of people are walking around stressed as well. And mm. when you activate the sympathetic nervous system, which is that stressful system, you actually can cause um, leaky gut, so intestinal permeability, because the uh, the lining of the, the stomach and the small intestine is actually thinned, and you get holes in that lining, which is not a good thing. And that will compromise your bacteria because that causes inflammation. Mm. And inflammation then goes on around the whole body. Okay, so that's a really important thing. Yeah. Um, sugar, even natural sugars, if you don't have good bacteria in place, will or can cause imbalances in bacteria. And, you know, I guess what I ate oranges out of my um, garden yesterday and I eat blueberries and stuff. I'm not against fruit, but the overconsumption of fruit, the overconsumption of natural sugars definitely has um, some sort of impact as well. And then you've got, like Damo was talking about, girls taking the pill. And that completely wipes out your gut bacteria. We've got people. Um, well, in my opinion, we're over-vaccinating now and uh, that completely wipes out the microbiome. We've got antibiotics, um, flying, uh, high-intensity exercise, a lot of CrossFit athletes out there now. That wipes out the gut bacteria. So, you know, you just got <laughs> to acknowledge it. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> you just you know what's interesting? You know, talk about the gut bacteria, there's new research that's just come out, Kale, and I, mm. I'm busting to get this research onto the airwaves and we need to interview Margie Smith about this, actually. Yeah. Because... Yeah. She's done analysis of diets within Australia and she's looked at really poor health diets, vegan diets, vegetarian diets, normal healthy diets, primal diets and paleo diets and she's actually analysed stool samples, the genetic, the genetic material within the stool sample and she has some very, very surprising findings and I can't wait to talk about all that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah, and like, it's stuff that will blow <laughs> people's minds. Because, um, because it, we should all be breatharians. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. We, you know, I love, I, I can't ever imagine that. There's, there, there is a program coming up below the line. You do, I'm, t I'm looking at maybe doing below the line. I know Marcus, you can't do it. Kayla, you're looking at doing that $2, $2 a day of food below the line. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, well, you can live for five days garden, on $2 so that's a day. Cool. Yeah. Sweet. I've got a big garden at home, so I can live heaps cheap. Heaps yeah. cheap. You, heaps you, can, is that a, can you do that, Damo? If you've got a veggie garden. Can you do two dollars a day? You know, but you might uh, just eat off your land. Oh, 
I don't know. Because you could do that, Damo. You've got a great Sweet. patch at your place. Yeah, oh, I've only got rocket at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> You're too green in five days. That's a lot of rocket. I've got some grapefruits. <laughs> Um, uh, but anyway, that's pretty good. But so uh, what I was going to say there is that, you know, from a microbiome perspective, um, there are a lot of things, and stress, of course, can actually challenge it. Um, and, and so many different types of stress can challenge it. I remember Cindy saying once that one dose of antibiotics can actually take another, it can take two years yeah. and up to four yeah. years to correct the microbiome. But once you've had one lot of antibiotics, which could be the same as once you've had one, you know, dose of contraceptive pill or once you've had, you know, one dose of, I don't know, Neurofin, I don't know. Mm. You you would never ever ever return to the microbiome that you once had before, mm. and uh, yeah. and so you know I know that we're talking about the evolution of the gastrointestinal system, the evolution of the microbiome, and how we're getting new bacteria and new yeasts and new, new fermented products going into the gastrointestinal system. Do you think that maybe if people focus too much on eating fermented food, that that could also cause dysbiosis? Yeah, if you've got a bad in like infection and imbalance, and jumping onto fermented foods straight away, I actually don't even recommend it. Mm. Um, I certainly suggest that we sort of do a bit of a reset sort of program. So, um, I look if someone came to me and they've got a really bad sort of infection, maybe it's candida, maybe it's clostridia, maybe it's E. coli, whatever. Yeah. Um, they've got symptoms of a, an imbalance. Then I'll take them off all fermented foods for twelve weeks and just sort of reset. Um, the system, sort of wiping the slate clean is like a, how, is how I like to say it. Um, and we sort of get them on some basic sups, um, which work at healing the gut, like maybe some colostrum and stuff. Um, and that just heals up the gut lining. And then after the 12 weeks, then we can start to look at bringing in the fermented foods and stuff because it's kind of like, um, throwing in just another factor that the gastrointestinal tract has to deal with. If they've got a huge sort of yeast infection and stuff, throwing in more good bacteria often ends up with bloating. Um, and, you know, those good bacteria, even though they're good, if you've got really bad leaky gut, they'll move into the bloodstream as well and cause issues because they're, they're not meant to be in the bloodstream. You know, their metabolites are meant to be in the bloodstream but not them. So the body will ramp up the immune system and start attacking the bacteria. People get uh, fuzzy, they get headaches and stuff. So, yeah, no, absolutely. I think that um, we get we tend to get a little bit obsessed with <laughs> certain health interventions. Um, I think fermented foods play a really big role and can play a really good role, but you've got to be sensible about when you're bringing them in and in what situations you're bringing them in. But, yeah, you good know, point. Kale, speaking of sensible, um, are you obsessed with doing uh, experiments on fermented foods? <laughs> uh, yeah, a little bit. Because I've got one for you because I know Damo is a big fan of one that you recently did. Yeah. Uh, there is one. Have you heard of Kasu Mazu before? No. Okay. It's called the maggot cheese of the Mediterranean. <laughs> wow. And it's from Sardinia. Really? And it is illegal in Sardinia, but it is still <laughs> it is still flourishing on the black market. We're not going to Sardinia. No. Maggot <laughs> cheese. <laughs> Google it, Kale. Because I was looking at the, I was looking at the areas that you know Damo and I love. You know, we're going to Ikaria in 2016. Go to 100notout.com, folks, for more info. But they're big on their wine. They're, that's just you know the good old basic fermented grape. Uh, the Okinawans they love fermented soy. Yep. The yeah. Sardinians don't mind a bit of maggot cheese. A bit of maggot cheese. <laughs> so if you're up for another uh, experiment, Kale. Well, there you go. <laughs> next time I see some maggots, yeah, we'll, um, I'll, I'll send you. But some it's photos. pecorino. It's pecorino. You start off with pecorino cheese, yeah, yeah. sheep milk cheese, and um, 
get a few eggs and uh, work your magic. Um, but moving right along, <laughs> the, the, the daily life of kale, I want to know what kind of fermented goods get into your, your mouth each day. Uh, kimchi, mostly. That's my favorite. So hot. Uh, kimchi so yes, hot. So good. So no, it's too good. hot. Burns on the no. way in, burns on oh. the way out. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I tend to cycle my foods. I think it's pretty appropriate that we rotate foods in our life. Um, so yeah, I'll do like, I do, I do a bit of a market in town and we do our kombucha and all that stuff. So for a week at a time, I might have some kombucha and then go off it for a month. Always sort of having some kimchi and sauerkraut. Um, you know, a few days a week mostly. I don't have it every day because I think, you know, like I said, we need to rotate and be sensible. Um, and then just like once or twice a day, yeah, with like, especially with a, a meat meal. If I'm having a meat meal, which I don't have every meal, um, I'll have some kimchi and stuff because I think it's really important to be able to di- digest the meats. Otherwise, they can become toxic. Mm, look at you go. Yeah. I do love sauerkraut and our boy Darby loves sauerkraut and yeah, it's uh, it's got juniper berries in it, our sauerkraut. Ooh, oh, yum. Getting Darby loves the little juni berries and uh, you get everything it's good up to see Oh, mate, it's, it is. We're very, very blessed. We get a few different choices, but um, Choice, it's great. Kale, we are very excited because I don't think we've officially announced this on the uh, We haven't, podcast. and I'm so no, excited to announce it. I'm so excited. Can I say it? Go on, get in there. All right, Kale, just in case you didn't know. Um, and I know that most people listening to this don't actually know, but they've been eagerly awaiting to find out what's actually what we're about to talk, what we're about to announce here. And it's to do with the Wellness Summit. Have you heard of the Wellness Summit before, Kyle? I've heard. I was actually in the in the neighbouring room last year or the year before. So, hey. so the answer is yes. And yes. So uh, good because most of the world should have by now, um, because the amount of people that our Wellness Couch Network gets out to. Um, it's it's millions of people. Just a lazy days. 1.5 million a year, Damo. It's not bad, is it? I was going to say 2.5. I was going to embellish a little bit, you know. <laughs> I like that because it's all that vision, right? So we are having a wellness summit. Again, guess what? It's in Melbourne. Who won that bet? Me. <laughs> Me. You and I. Good on us, Marcus. Yes. We did that. And for... You know, particular Wellness Couch members, we changed the date um, around to suit people like Jodie Bassel and, um, didn't we? Wendy anyway, Stewart. Wendy Stewart. Cecilia. Cecilia, yeah. Yep. Made it happen. So the date, I actually don't even know the date, but it's in August. August 15 and 16. August 15, 16. In Melbourne, in Melbourne. Just like it has been for the last three years, <laughs> in the middle of August. But change of venue, everybody. And your venue. We've had to go bigger. The demand's so big. It's so great. And the format of this year's summit is so different um, with all kinds of different information. It's well, 16 it, podcasts. It's, it's got to be different, doesn't it? Yeah. We've got little talks, long talks, power punches, power packs. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> we've got more exhibitors. It's, uh, it's, it really is going to be great. So change of location, bigger venue. Um, there'll be... You know, there'll be nearly twice as many people at this summit that there was last year. Which is there you go. There'll be five thousand people. Packed. No, there won't. Stop exaggerating. <laughs> there's going to be five thousand people. We can't get five thousand people into this little venue. But when we go to Rod Laver Arena, then we'll be able to do that. <laughs> well, next one or next stop will be the MCG. We'll be Billy Graham in the middle of the MCG. You know, just preaching. 15, 16, August 2015 <laughs> in Melbourne at MKEC. 
um, Melbourne Convention Exhibition Centre. Uh, we can't wait to to host it again. Marcus and I will be uh, doing a lot of work, <laughs> but uh, but we we can't wait. And uh, and Kale, you must no, be excited. Yeah, sorry, go on, go on, Damo. No, you go. Um, you were. Uh, you have been. I, I'm, I'm kind of a bit sad to announce this, but you have been the rock star and the best looking bloke at the Wellness Summit That's that all true. the girls come for. They just love you. But Damo, like I think with Kale at this year's Wellness <laughs> we Summit, superseded. I, I already know. I'm already superseded. Like, yeah, it's just father time over. for you, Damo. Like, you're now part of the older, wiser generation. And we've yeah. got Gen Y at this year's summit. Yeah. We've got, you know, we'll have Kale. He'll be on all of the glossy magazines and the tabloids leading up to August. Just to, yep, all of that. So, Damo, as much as it's been awesome having you as the number one rock star at the summit, I've been super I am, I am more than happy to. I'm happy to hand over. Gen Y is here. Yeah, you're happy to hand over. That's yeah, great. Yeah. It's very gracious of you, Damo. It's good. He's wise. Listen to how wise he is. I, Not I, only is he he's good looking, he's on television. I remember, I remember watching him on television, and then, and then, so, and then, so, you know, he's famous, <laughs> and he's got wisdom, and he's sensible. Like he's not crazy, kooky, no. wacky. Like no. he's sensible. I'm really, I'm very happy to hand over to Kale. And Kale has one of the best free kombucha video series available at his website, Damo, which I'm sure you know about because you've been promoting it on uh, Facebook. But go to Facebook, go to kalebrock.com. K-A-L-E-B-R-O-C-K.com and you can have Kale's very own kombucha video series at absolutely no charge. And uh, Kale, well done, mate. Well done for spreading the word on all things fermentation, gut health and living a great life. And thanks for joining us on 100 Not Out and for joining the Wellness Couch. It's great to have you on board. Oh, it's exciting. I'm actually loving it. Like just even just sitting around chatting with people. I interviewed like Everyone who I look up to, I've just sort of contacted them like, hey, you got a podcast, come over. I interviewed Philip Day the other day. He's oh, had a big impact oh, on me. Nice work. Yeah, he's fantastic. So um, that was really good. No, I'm loving it, boys. Thank, thank well you. Well done. Well yeah. done. Thanks, Kale. Damo, thank you again always MP. for your wisdom, great man. Thank you, MP, for interviewing me. <laughs> and Kale. <laughs> <laughs> now remember folks there's a number of things that we've mentioned on this podcast first of all go to kalebrock.com for more information on kale go to 100notout.com that's 100notout.com for all information about our 2016 Greek Island longevity retreat to Ikaria go to thewellnesssummit.com for all information about the Wellness Summit August 15 and 16 at Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre and remember go to thewellnesscouch.com for all information on all 16 podcasts spanning the globe reaching over 1.5 million people a year check out the kale brock show check out the wellness guys check out everything at thewellnesscouch.com have a great week thanks again kale and damo until next time continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com check us out on facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch subscribe to each show on itunes and check us out on twitter the wellness couch streaming wellness into your lives Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.